Hi, my name is Jonathan Kay, the founder of Aptopia, and you are listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to episode 473. It's the App Guy podcast. I'm your host. It's Paul Kemp. I've got a great episode because we've got a, a sales funnel specialist that we're going to learn from today, a sales funnel specialist. We really need someone who can guide us through the process of getting more sales, getting more downloads. And Jeremy Reeves is an expert in this matter. He's a highly thought after speaker, and guest. But before I get into the episode, let me just take a moment to thank my sponsors. First, TopTal. TopTal is a network of the world's best developers and designers. And these are people who have been rigorously vetted before they're even allowed to join the whole TopTal network. It's a wonderful network to tap into. So if you're looking for a great developer, a great designer, then go to toptal.com forward slash Paul toptal.com forward slash Paul, all lowercase, and you will get an up to two week trial risk-free so that they will refund you and pay the cost of the developer or designer if there's, uh, for some reason, not a good fit with your team. Uh, It's completely risk-free and it's worth trying uh, just to get a great developer or a great designer. So thank you, TopTal, for supporting the show. This episode is brought to you by GummyCube. GummyCube have been a long-standing sponsor of this show, and I've often talked about their world-class app store optimization, but they also have a mobile app focus group service. And if you can imagine, I don't know if you've seen that um, program, Mad Men, but often in there they get a, a group together and they discuss the product, discuss the solution, the tool. And this is what they do for you. They get a mobile focus group together and they can look at the Uh, screenshots and determine whether it's something that's appealing or not. So is your icon costing you thousands of downloads? Well, get a mobile app focus group to take a look at it. That's gummycube.com, gummycube.com. And thank you, Gummycube, for sponsoring the show. Now let's jump into the episode with Jeremy Reeves. Welcome to another episode of the App Guide podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. This is the show where I go around the world and I get the best individuals, the best people to speak to, to help us as app entrepreneurs so we can have an awesome life as either solopreneurs, uh, startup owners, founders, or just working on side projects. We can learn uh, uh, as much as we can in regards to uh, our apps and downloads and and making a business for ourselves. So, uh, you know, a lot of us are asking about sales downloads, a sales funnel, and it's with great pleasure that I've got today's guest. He is the founder of jeremyreeves.com, which is quite handy. That is his name, Jeremy Reeves. And he is a a sales funnel specialist, and he's also written lots of articles. Uh, You can see him all over the web. Uh, We've had Crazy Egg on his show before. He's written for the articles for the Crazy Egg, Kissmetrics, and uh, a lot of other stuff as well. So, uh, Jeremy, welcome to the show, the App Guy podcast. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate having me on here. Um, now, I love your um, you know st- topic. I mean, a sales funnel. What to you is a, a what is a sales funnel specialist? Yeah. So, uh, so real quick, uh, kind of description of a sales funnel. It's uh, it's basically just for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, it's essentially just taking people um, that may or may not have heard of you. You don't really know exactly where they are in the buying process. And uh, putting a you know a series of pages and emails and things like that in place uh, to kind of take them from 
uh, you know, not being a buyer. They're just kind of a prospect out there who, who may have just heard about you uh, and taking them down the, you know, the buyer's journey to where they become a lead, you know, that maybe they get on your list, uh, depending if that's if that's part of your uh, business model um, and then becoming a customer. And then there's also uh, buyers campaigns you can put in place. Uh, and this is all automated uh, to help them become a repeat cu uh, customer and referral partner. Uh, so there's uh, there's a lot of kind of cool stuff that you can um, do with that, you know, and uh, and that's what we focus in. You know, my uh, my background is a sales copywriter, so we we write copy that sells stuff essentially, uh, <laughs> and uh, and we kind of uh, have taken that and specialized in building, uh, you know, not just copy for a homepage or not just email copy or not just. Um, like a, a sales page or something like that, but uh, putting that all together and forming an automated uh, marketing system. So Jeremy, this is great because I, uh, when I first left my corporate job, I did get uh, pulled into the whole world of uh, online marketing, sales funnels, copyrights. And what I've realized in the app world is I don't think we have the same expertise. You know, we expect someone to download our app just from seeing it on an app store without the sales copy do you feel like there's a lot of uh, need to have a better sales copy for enticing people to try our apps yeah definitely you know any anything it, it really comes down to persuasion you know um if you're selling a car you know you have to show people you know why this car is, is their best choice you know why it goes faster or it's safer or it's cheaper or you know whatever whatever their criteria is for buying a car you have to show them why you're uh, car is the best kind of decision for them. You know, it's the same uh, if you're selling a car or a book or a desk or an app. You know what I mean? Um, people's attention is very, very. It's uh, you know, it's it's diminishing uh, to say the least. You know, and uh, people only kind of download a certain amount of apps on their phone. And and if you're if your app, uh, obviously, you know, everybody has competitors, whatever app you have, there's um, probably, unless you're, you know, like a Steve Jobs coming out with something that nobody's ever heard of before, uh, you know, there's probably some kind of competition. So, you know, what is your competition? And you have to be able to show people uh, why your app is uh, better for them, why it's going to be whatever it is, you know, maybe it's more fun or uh, I'm working with a guy now who's building a um, this kind of construction app uh, where uh, people that have scaffolding companies uh, download this app. And it's kind of like a if you think of like a CRM for business owners, it's kind of like that for uh, people in the scaffolding industry. It helps them uh, send out invoices. It helps, you know, do all these different things. Uh, so, you know, you have to be able to show people why uh, your app is, you know, the, the best app, you know, in its industry, the one that's going to help them uh, get to the end result that they're looking for, whether, and the end result might be just a fun app. You know, I'm working with another guy right now um, and, and he's coming out with a sports app. Uh, so it's like a, it's like a, a whole new play on, uh, you know, fantasy football, you know what I mean? And um, they're, they're kind of, you know, reinventing the game, so to speak. Uh, and it's it's pretty cool because the guy behind it is the guy that did uh, like Madden and um, actually Superman Returns, which is kind of funny. Um, and he's worked with like, uh, you know, all these huge, you know, Disney and, and Warner Brothers and all this kind of thing. And uh, so we're, uh, we're doing this whole funnel showing people why this app is new and it's, you know, you can make more money from it and it's more fun and it's easier and, and all these, all, all these different things. Uh, so you have to really be able to articulate, um, you know, the benefits of, of the app that you have and why people should download it. I mean, I love that. I, you know, ironically, I remember, I, in fact, I went into Time Hop today, an app that gives me 
uh, my uh, uh, events of one year ago, five years ago, and 10 years ago, Superman Returns came out. Nice. Uh, I saw that today. So <laughs> Yeah, so this, the, the, the creator of this app was behind that. <laughs> right, okay, there you go. It shows that he's, he's still doing stuff. So uh, that's, um, I love the fact that you mentioned a construction app as well. That seems so focused. Uh, is it important in uh, whatever you do to have something that's very focused on a particular, I, I call it niche or niche? Yeah, you know what? Um, there's a saying that you know the riches are in the niches. You know what I mean? Um, and it's very true. That and that's why you know even even me as a copywriter, I'm not just a copywriter. You know, we focus on um, you know building sales funnels. So that's like kind of my my niche or or my niche. You know, I say niche. Everybody else says niche. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so niche niche uh, niche. However you want to say it. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, I I think. Especially now, because apps are such a huge industry now, um, and there's there is so much competition. So uh, you know, the the more narrow I think you can get, um, it, it's one of those things like you can be you can be kind of average for everybody, or you can be an, a, just a superhero for a small group of people. And uh, you know, I I fully believe in being that that superhero for a small group of people. Kind of kind of goes back. There's uh, I always I always give the example of you know would you rather be a, a general doctor that makes you know whatever they make like 100 grand a year whatever it is 120 maybe something like that or would you rather specialize in you know brain surgery where you're making a million dollars a year you know that's the difference between being uh, a generalist versus a specialist and the same goes with apps you know what I mean um, you can you can be just an absolute hero to a small group of audience because you truly understand what they want. Um, or, uh, you know, something like a game, maybe not, but like, you know, if, if you're doing angry birds, that's kind of for like the mass, you know, consumption, but something like that is such a, because there's so many, so many games, there's so much competition. It's kind of a, a huge risk, uh, reward kind of thing. Like you're either going to go absolutely nowhere or you're going to hit a huge and make millions of dollars. Uh, versus something where if you have a focused niche, your probability of success is so much higher because you know you really understand who your customer is, you really understand what their needs are. You can uh, you can very quickly um, change your app to kind of uh, you know customize it to what they want uh, and what they would pay for. So you know there's there, there's a lot to be said for uh, for having a uh, you know kind of a focused niche. Yeah, and Jeremy, I love the fact that already there's a theme developing in this episode, which is superheroes. We've mentioned Superman Returns. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but what? what uh, in fact, let's just continue that theme and in, in that uh, th- let's be a superhero for others. And one of the biggest uh, things I get asked is when to jump ship from a corporate job and and to do your own thing. Uh, and many people are trying to become uh, uh, solopreneurs within the app industry, given it's so huge. You are working for yourself. You've got a company called jeremyreeves.com. And I, I wondered, it, you know, in your experience, would you recommend this path for others? Yeah, so my, um, I have a low risk tolerance. So really, my, my story really, really quickly, um, I started my business. So I'm 30 now. When I started my business, I was uh, actually a junior in college. Um, so I never had to actually, um, you know, well, I mean, kind of. Uh, 
I, and I had a lot more risk back then. But basically, my story was I um, I graduated college. I had already started my business, uh, you know, in that previous year. So it was kind of had a little bit of legs. I was making a little bit of money, you know, had a little bit of momentum. Uh, and then I only had a job uh, after college for like three weeks. And I just said to my my now wife, I was um, I was uh, just you know boyfriend and girlfriend back then, uh, but. I said to her, hey, look, you know, I'm starting to see some momentum. We're just going to jump in with this, you know. But at that point, I was, you know, I was still living with my parents. You know, I didn't have all the responsibilities of life. Now I have, you know, I have two kids. Uh, we actually have a third on the way, which is awesome. Um, and uh, we actually haven't told anybody yet. So you guys are actually one of the first to find out. <laughs> no, Jeremy, this is this is really, uh, this is a third time this has happened to me. This really? Great. An, an announcement of uh, a, a newborn coming oh, that's awesome. on the show. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I figure our family and friends probably won't be listening to this, so I think I'm safe to uh, to say it. Um, plus, we're announcing it in two weeks anyway, so I think this will be launched after that anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're giving me an incentive to launch it early now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, but anyway, so yeah, and, and you know, big house, big mortgage, all that kind of stuff. So we, I have a lot more responsibility now, so it's a little bit harder for me to. Um, give a kind of real world, uh, you know, example with that. Um, but what I would say with that, um, now also just take this with a grain of salt, because again, I haven't been in that uh, specific uh, situation. What I would do is I would get it to the point, um, you know, app guys might be making, I don't, I don't really know the income um, that an app guy would make at a job, uh, but just, you know, whatever it is, what I would do is, is take inventory of what your expenses are, right? So maybe it's, I don't know, maybe your, your expenses every month are, uh, I don't know, six grand, just say, uh, maybe they're three, maybe they're 10. I don't know what they are. Just, just say they're six. Um, I would get your business up to at least that level um, just, just so you know that when you leave your job, maybe you take a little bit of hit in income, but you can still pay your bills. Right. Um, and then, you know, knowing that you're going to very quickly ramp it up because once you can put your full-time effort into it, obviously it's going to expand very quickly. So, uh, but that's what I would do. Like I would, I would wait until, you know, you can pay your bills at least, um, or you have a really good, uh, you know, savings. You have like six months of savings, something like that. Uh, before kind of taping, taking the full leap. Um, but again, that's coming from someone who I'm, I'm a pretty conservative guy at this point. Um, you know, I, I kind of jumped ship early uh, and went against my advice that I just said when I actually did it. Uh, <laughs> um, but again, you know, back then, uh, you know, my expenses were almost nothing. I was living with my parents. I didn't have a wife. I didn't have kids. I didn't have a house, you know, all that kind of stuff. So my expenses were, you know, almost nothing. Um, whereas like if it was now, if I had a job now and I was doing it, that's what I would do is at least be able to pay, uh, my, my kind of base expenses and then, uh, take the leap, you know? Um, so, uh, you know, take, take that and then add your own kind of risk assessment, um, you know, factor in how much you hate your job, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, factor in, uh, all, you know, how quickly you think you can grow and, uh, you know, and, and kind of go from there. This is great because I was recently asked uh, uh, what to use as a, a, a benchmark to leave uh, your project, for, you know, your job for a project. And, and what you're what you're basically give is given us the answer. Take your in summary, take your expenses and work out what they are. Then when your side project uh, exceeds the, uh, the revenue of that you need to cover your expenses, then that's the time to jump ship. And that, well, that is excellent advice. Excellent uh, so, uh, in terms of the lifestyle, then I mean, uh, the, another question is like how 
to, to motivate yourself in, in the field of what you've chosen, which is copy, copy and sales funnels, uh, how, uh, how hard is it to be self-motivated given that you're working pretty much for yourself? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. Um, and, and I actually get this question a lot from, uh, I actually, <laughs> actually, when I, uh, when I first started making good money, um, my, every, every person that, uh, like my bank tellers, uh, kept asking me, oh, what do you do? You know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and they would always say, they're like, oh, I could never be self-motivated like that, you know? Um, and, and a lot of it comes down to just look, you know, I like making money. I like having money, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and for me, I'm not a really materialistic uh, kind of guy. You know, I like to spend, uh, I like to, first of all, have enough money so that I feel, uh, so that I don't have the stress of money. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, uh, I've been in this situation, you know, early on in my business where uh, my wife and I came back from vacation and we came home to a big pile of bills that we literally couldn't pay. You know what I mean? Um, that was actually, I think that was actually our last that might have been our last uh, big vacation before we had kids, actually. Uh, maybe the one before, I forget. Uh, but, um, you know, for me, I've always been a, a kind of a self-motivated guy. So it hasn't been a struggle for me. Um, I was the guy, you know, when I was 13, I was working. Uh, I actually worked at, a, uh, at this farm and my job was literally picking up. Um, are you allowed to curse on this or no? Yeah, go for it. Why not? So my job was literally scooping up horse shit putting it into bags and wheel, uh, wheelbarrowing that bag of horseshit, 75 pounds, and I was 13, so it was unbelievably heavy. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, was a, I was a weak little runt when I was 13. Um, <laughs> and wheelbarrowing it into the woods and dumping it in a huge pile. Uh, I live in, by the way, I live in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, up in like a woodsy area. <laughs> so that's a, a very common practice around here. Yeah, there, there's a lot of woods and just kind of, uh, you know, a lot of farms and stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, and I was the guy that she actually told me I was the best worker she ever had. Um, I was paid by the project and not by the hour. So she would say, okay, I'm going to give you, uh, it was normally like 20 bucks. I'm going to give you 20 bucks to do A, B, and C. So I was like, okay, well, I want to go home and kind of hang out because I would I would uh, work there mostly in the summer, like when it's nicer out. And so I would literally sprint as I was doing, like I would I would put it all you know in the wheelbarrow and I would sprint with the wheelbarrow. I would sprint back when I was cutting the grass. I would like run cutting the grass, and it was just you know. So I'm I'm kind of just a self motivated guy um, to begin with. Uh, it also helps when you have a responsibility. So I know that my wife doesn't work. She, she stays home with the kids. And uh, you know, if you read my about page, uh, that's one of the things I promised her when we got engaged was I said, hey, you know, I'm gonna make this work so that you never have to work again and you can just focus on uh, raising our kids because that's always what she's wanted to do um, since she's like, I don't know, 11 years old. Uh, was be a stay-at-home mom and you know, and she's, oh my God, the best mom you can ever possibly imagine. Um, and so, you know, so we've been doing that for, I don't know, five or six or seven years, something like that now. And so that also helps is when you have that pressure behind you, you know, I'm up, uh, I typically work from six to three every day. Uh, and, you know, so I, I, you know, get up early, I just do my work and I'm done by three. I can hang out with the kids. I can, you know, I, I, I spend a lot of time um, working out, uh, meditating. So I, I get to do a lot of the things that I want to do. And um, that's because I, I, 
uh, kind of, you know, I, I set criteria, like this is what I want my life to look like. And then I made my business so that I could actually do those things. You know, um, during the summer, I take Friday afternoon off to go golfing. Uh, sometimes I'll take an entire Friday off to go hiking um, because the, the place that I go hiking is like almost an hour from us. So it's like a two hour drive, um, it, you know, plus like a four or five hour hike. And so it's like a whole day thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you're really just, I think motivation just comes down to knowing exactly what you want in your life and then figuring out what you have to do to get it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not one of these guys that works, uh, like I don't work just to maximize my income. I work to maximize my lifestyle. You know what I mean? So I know, uh, like I was talking about expenses, I know what our expenses are. I know how much I want to save, how much I put into, you know, investing and retirement and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, when I basically make, uh, and then I also have a buffer. Uh, so when I essentially make that, I then kind of just take the day off, you know what I mean? Um, and, and do all the other things that I love to do, you know, because I, I have a lot of hobbies, you know, I like to uh, kind of build things. I'm, I'm getting into that now. I like to go fishing, uh, hiking, lifting, uh, meditating, all these kinds of things. Um, so I kind of just do that, you know, and, and uh, you know, the, the short answer, the kind of summary here is figure out exactly what you want in your life, not just how much money, but why do you want that money? What are you going to do with it? Um, is it the way that it makes you feel? Is it the way that you uh, are secure of that money? Do you want to go on these awesome, lavish, expensive vacations? Do you want to, you know, do you want to? Maybe you're more materialistic. Maybe you want to buy an awesome car. Uh, I always did. It's, it's kind of funny. I've always, my entire life, I've always wanted a brand new Corvette. And now that I can afford one, I don't want one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you're enjoying this episode with Jeremy Reeves. Let me just take a moment to thank my sponsors. It would not happen this show if it wasn't for the awesome support of the sponsors. First, TopTal. What sets TopTal apart is the network of high quality talent. And at the same time as having the world's best network of developers and designers, TopTal also have a hands-on matching process that helps ensure you get connected with the best individuals from their network. Once you begin working with any individual from TopTal, there is always a backup of a no-risk trial, and that's up to two weeks in length. This is where you simply have the opportunity to work with an individual developer or a designer as part of your team. If you should think that there's anything missing from that person, if they're not gelling with the team, or it isn't meshing very well, then you just tell TopTal, hey, this isn't working. We really are going to need somebody who has Ruby on Rails or maybe it's some other skill, PHP. And TopTal will go ahead and find another individual inside the network and they will not bill you as a client for the time that you've had with the developer. They instead will pay the developer or designer out of their own pocket instead. This is how much they believe in their own business model. This trial period does show you the level of certainty that TopTal have when going into a working relationship with you. They know it's going to be a successful one. It's really the cornerstone of how they've built their business. So to get part of this two-week trial, go to toptal.com forward slash pool. That's toptal.com forward slash pool. And thank you very much, TopTal, for supporting this show. This episode is also brought to you by GummyCube. Uh, GummyCube are the world's best when it comes to app store optimization. A pretty relevant uh, topic, right? But they also do a number of other services. You can check these out at GummyCube.com. One of those services on their home screen is a service called Marketing Focus Group Beta Testing. 
Now this is pretty much, if you could imagine the series Mad Men with a, a focus group sitting down and testing the product. Well, this is the same, but for your screenshots, for your icon, and the focus group really do help determine whether there's instant praise for your app, whether it's appealing, whether it's something they may download, and you get some great feedback. And as you know, great feedback is really important, right? From all the episodes that we've had of this show. So let's go and check out the app marketing focus group. Do go to gummycube.com. They have been the longest running sponsor of this show. So do show your support. That's gummycube.com. And thank you very much to Gummycube for supporting the show. Now let's get back to my chat with Jeremy Reeves. What I'm learning from you uh, is that it's important to set goals. Uh, you've set your own goals and also you've set out and outlined the reason why you do what you do. And, and you know, in, you love the freedom of being boss free, I guess, but also you, you have these strong commitments. So that's what I'm, I'm learning from you. So there's two more things we need to do before I say goodbye to you, Jeremy. One is that you are uh, a copywriter. You're working uh, as a sales spe specialist. In all these uh, years that you've been uh, doing your own thing, what, what's the single biggest uh, advice that you can give to anyone uh, uh, who's starting out? The, the biggest thing that I would say, and this is for people that are uh, essentially like me, you're like I, I would imagine most people are going to be freelancers. Uh, is that is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you're a freelancer, do not stop marketing. That is the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life. Is you go through the you know the whole the, the roller coaster. You know you you market really hard, you get really busy, so you're at kind of the top now, and then you stop marketing. And then you finish those projects and by the time you're done, you're like, oh God, I forgot to market. Now I have no clients. Um, I went through that for years <laughs> before I figured out, before I like kind of wised up. Uh, never, ever, 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 ever stop marketing. Try to put your marketing on an autopilot so it happens automatically. So just as one example, uh, one of my assistants actually reached out to you, to uh, you know, Paul, to, to get on this podcast. Um, so, so I have criteria that I look for, for podcast cause, uh, going on podcasts is one of my things that I do for marketing. Um, a couple of them are, I do, uh, I, I write articles, I go on podcasts. Uh, I also have my own podcast, uh, which is actually a really, really good way of getting new business. Uh, just, just, you know, uh, to throw that out there. Well, yeah, what well, go give us the name, the name of it. Sales funnel mastery. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so pretty easy. You just search for sales funnel mastery in your, uh, you know, in your phone, whatever you listen to podcasts for. Um, in fact, actually right before you, uh, right before, you know, we got on this, I'm actually setting up a Facebook funnel, uh, sending people to, uh, every episode that I do, I'm going to send people to that episode, uh, to get more, um, more subscribers. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, you know, going on podcasts, doing my own podcasts, uh, articles, and, um, and then I have some paid stuff like AdWords and Facebook and things like that um, to generate new clients. But, uh, but yeah, the, the biggest, biggest thing I would say is uh, never stop marketing. And then, uh, then the second thing is uh, use proof. Like, you know, most, most freelancers, uh, most consultants are hired based on results. So um, whether that's being able to get a, uh, an app done, you know, I, I don't really know what the criteria is, um, but you know, fast or uh, maybe accurately. Um, I, I know a lot of my clients who have built uh, either apps or SaaS products, uh, anytime you need a developer, essentially. Uh, the biggest kind of complaint I've heard from them is that they thought they were gonna, it was gonna take X amount of weeks or months or whatever, and it was like three times longer, and uh, it was like two to three times more expensive. Um, so, you know, if you can narrow that down, maybe give guarantees, it won't go above a certain price or time, time frame or something like that. Uh, I think that would 
help, you know, but just think of whatever the proof is for your business. For me, it's, it's results. You know, I got this client ROI of whatever percent, or I got, you know, sales that are converted at X percent or whatever. That's for me, that's the proof that I use. Um, you know, I've done, uh, we, we've gotten over $50 million in results for our clients. Like that's my big, you know, kind of claim to fame. Um, but so figure out what, what your clients are looking for, right. And then make sure that you, uh, take on clients that allow you to get those results, you know? Um, so that would be, uh, and then, and then also a third thing while I'm, you know, while I'm, while I'm at it, uh, a third thing would be figure out, uh, figure out exactly who you can get results for, uh, with the highest probability of success. So earlier in my career, I kind of took on like any project, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, uh, I have this thing, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I can give you money to do it. And I say, yes, you know, that was kind of my criteria. If they had money, I would take it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and these days I realized that that hurts you very, very badly over time because, uh, if you don't get the result, it's a bad experience. So you have to make sure that when you, when someone hires you, it's a good experience for them because that then generates referrals, right? Um, and so that's that's also another thing is is when you're doing projects, make sure that there's a very 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 high probability of getting that client a win. You never want clients to feel unsatisfied because then. You know, like, like they say, it's it's. Uh, I, I forget what the thing is, but it's uh, it's something like you know when someone has a negative experience, they tell ten people. When they have a positive experience, they tell one to two or something like that. Uh, I, I may have that off by one or two numbers, but it's you know that's uh, that's kind of the gist of it. Uh, so uh, so yeah, you know, know what you want. Uh, you know, make sure that you never stop marketing. Make sure you're getting uh, taking on the right clients. It's really important. And uh, yeah, so I hope that uh, hope that helps. Huh? really really helps and jeremy finally i mean i noticed that you do have uh, jeremyreeves.com how important is uh, the marketing of yourself to have uh, your own domain uh, and all the proof on there and, and all the copy yeah you know if you're if you're selling a service um you know for me i sell products and services um so it's and i always went there's always like you know the path of you know do you want to go the uh kind of personal freelancer route uh which is like what i'm doing that's like your own personal branding you know mine's jeremy reeves that's you know so it's jeremyreeves.com uh now my my actual business name like i have an s corp uh it's kaizenmarketing.com or kaizenmarketinginc so that's the actual you know business name but i don't really promote that that's kind of just like what goes in the invoices it's what i send taxes to and all that um but i brand myself um and for me that it's kind of a you know there's pros and cons to each uh if you're going more of an agency route you know i I like like mine for me, I'm the face of the company, you know, and I did that because it's a long term thing. Like this is kind of what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Um, now I have my own side businesses, things like that. But uh, I like to kind of interact with my clients. So it was, it was kind of more of a personal choice. But if you're going to go the agency route, um, then don't do it to your own personal name. Like if it's, you know, John Jones, don't do johnjones.com. You, you know, you, you come up with a you know, whatever your company name is. Um, and then you don't talk about yourself, but you talk about the results that your company got. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, yeah, but, but either way, like if you go either route, uh, you definitely want a, a website, you know, that's people, people that's, it's kind of the default. It's like, Hey, you know, what do you do? Oh, I build apps. Oh, what's your website? You know, it's kind of like, it just comes out. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, you know, they ask you what you do. You tell them, they just ask you what your website is or the, or if they don't ask you, they're going to look you up. 
so definitely have a website, show your results, show your clients you've worked with, show examples, things like that. Uh, the biggest thing is just understanding what your clients want, right? Understanding their needs, first of all, uh, and then also understanding what's going to cause them not to buy, right? What's going to prevent them from buying and make sure you overcome all those objections, you know, and this is just, this is just basic salesmanship, really. Uh, this is, you know, what I do. This is like, even when we're writing copy, this is everything that we're covering now, like showing the benefits, understanding their needs, talking to them about those needs in the copy, overcoming the objections. That's all salesmanship. It's all copywriting. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, so yeah, you know, make sure that you have all that, make sure you have a website and, uh, you know, the two, the two thing, big things to focus on is their needs and then talk about those needs and then how you're uniquely positioned to fill those needs and then overcome, you know, the, uh, the objections that they're having to why they wouldn't hire you, you know, and overcome them and, uh, and show them why they should. I, I can't help to ask. I mean, I am a podcaster. You're a podcaster. Is podcasting valuable to you? Yes. Uh, yeah. You know what? I, uh, I will say that roughly uh, 80% of the clients that I work with are podcast listeners. Uh, so I don't know, like it's not, you know, there's a whole correlation causation uh, argument. Uh, I'm not saying that they became clients because they listened to the podcast, but I think there's a big correlation there. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not 80%, um, but I think it is a very large uh, percentage that first listen to the podcast and then become clients uh, versus the other way around where they're clients and then they start listening to the podcast. Um, and that's, and that's, uh, that's kind of just from, you know, talking to my, my clients and, and a lot of them will say, Hey, I've been listening to your podcast for the last X number of months. Um, and now I'm, I'm kind of in a position where I can hire you, you know? Um, so for me, it's, it's a huge credibility platform. You know what I mean? It's just, you're able to demonstrate your expertise. Uh, and, and the way that I do my podcast is I do one episode where there's a guest and then the next week it's just me talking. So um, there's, and the way that I, the reason that I did that was because when you have guests, then they typically help you promote it. So you're kind of getting access to their list. So you grow your readership or your, I guess, listenership. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, and then the reason that I add in my own uh, podcast where it's just me talking is more for uh, demonstrating expertise, right? And, uh, and then that way, you know, I'm, I'm growing. Uh, we've, we've, uh, essentially doubled in the last like two months or so. Uh, and that's actually just from, um, going on podcasts like yours and talking about my podcast. That's my, uh, the, you know, that's my call to action, if you will, is just to download my podcast, uh, because I've seen such a big, uh, correlation between podcast listeners and clients, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's huge for me and I'm, uh, I'm actually putting a lot more effort into it now because I, uh, that's, that's actually a pretty new realization. I just figured that out, uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, so it's actually, it was pretty exciting, um, seeing that. Right. Okay, great. Well, uh, to all the listeners out there, there you go. I mean, you what wonderful, um, uh, tr trust that you're building. So, uh, uh, to get full details on you, Jeremy, um, everyone needs to go to the appguy.co and it's episode 473, where there'll be, uh, links to you and to jeremyreeves.com. But, but in the meantime, how best can people reach out and connect with you? Yeah, so uh, you know, a couple, couple different things. You know, uh, number one is like, like I just said. You know, uh, you're probably on your phone listening to this. Uh, you know, on your phone right now. So just uh, kind of as you're listening, go into whatever app you use to uh, to listen to podcasts and just search for Sales Funnel Mastery. You know, subscribe to that, and uh, and I can kind of walk you through uh, you know how to build sales funnels through the uh, you know through the podcast. There's a lot of amazing stuff on there. 
Uh, I think we're up to I don't know sixty ish episodes. Um, I don't even I, I don't I don't keep track of the, uh, keep track of the uh, the exact number, but I think it's around sixty. Uh, and then uh, and then you know besides that you know there's uh, you can listen to the podcast and then you know if you're if you're building an app for uh, for a business right like for your own business. Uh, then, and if you want to hire us and talk to us uh, to see if we're a fit for us actually writing your copy for you, uh, again, just you know, jeremyreeves.com. You'll, you'll see contact me forms on there and all that. Uh, or you can just shoot us an email. It's uh, support at jeremyreeves.com. Uh, and, and then also another thing is if, you, if you're working with clients, um, I actually have a lot, of, uh, a lot of joint venture partners that are kind of also work with entrepreneurs, you know, because I obviously write sales copy for entrepreneurs. Um, so, you know, uh, people building apps are building them for entrepreneurs, like if you're freelancing. Um, so I actually have a joint venture program. So if you have clients that need copy for their websites uh, and you refer them, I actually give a, a percentage um, of the fee back to the person who referred us, you know. So, so again, just email us. I can, I can shoot you more details about that. But uh, it's, it's a kind of a cool little um, income stream for people that, you know, they, they, you know, maybe you guys build the apps, but you don't know how to write copy, which is usually the case. Uh, and you know, I write copy. Have no idea how to build an app. <laughs> I like using apps, but I, you know, if you ask, if you gave me a billion dollars and told me to build an app, I could never do it. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, there's a cool kind of collaboration there. So um, you know, those are a, a few ways to um, see if we can you know kind of work together. Well, Jeremy, it's been inspiring talking to you on this show. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing your expertise and your own personal journey. Hey, good luck with the uh, the, the birth of your third child. And, <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks for announcing it on this show and, and all the best for the future. Yeah, thanks to you as well. Hope everybody got a lot of value out of it. So I've had an amazing review on iTunes and it's warrants reading out here now. And it's from TV producer Seven in the US and it's got the title amazing podcast a plus 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 and it says this is one of my fave podcasts to listen to highly recommend Paul and the app guide podcast for everyone in the app tech space amazing guests that really give you some insights into the well-rounded world of apppreneurs thank you very much TV producer seven and remember if you haven't yet left a review it's one of the easiest things that you can do and it's one of the most rewarding for me and the show and you as well because it teaches you the art of giving back do give back go to iTunes or go to your podcasting app preferably um, an Apple podcasting app and give me a review and I'll read it out. Thank you so much to TV producer seven and I look forward to uh, getting another episode to you shortly.